KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. Welcome. This is the Frequency Uplift and thanks to our frequency partners, KSFP San Francisco Public Press for holding it down on the terrestrial airwaves for the last six hours. And what you got now is KXSF LP San Francisco. Thanks to if you were on the internet, the great World Wide Web. You were listening to Amazing Show by Radio Patio. Again, uh, thanks to those guys for coming through. And uh, their guest, what was your name? Martin. Martin. Thank you. And uh, amazing stuff. Tune into them if you're on the terrestrial airwaves. You know, get on the World Wide Web every once in a while. So I think we're starting tonight with a song and a tribute to water. We have special guests tonight building and bridging some news from a fossil-free future. Speaking with Marine Katz of A Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations on the Minnesota Line 3 Pipeline Resistance, words from Indigenous Resistance there, and to begin, some Roberto Fonseca, appropriately enough, Agua, Songs for Water, will be some coming throughout. Thanks for tuning in. Palaruma, vamos ya, que yo quiero guarachar.
listening right now, struggling, feel like giving it right now. I pray for you, pray that you come back home. I pray that you understand that you're never alone. I pray for the single mothers and the deadbeat dads. Drop the kids off and go party gets me mad. So I pray, pray for peace and pray for change. Keep on praying when everything stays the same. And I pray for the pastors and all of the churches and those who cry night song following hers. I pray for you, pray for the sick and the poor. Pray for the rich man who don't give to the Lord. And I pray for wisdom and I pray for power. And I pray we'll be ready in the final hour. And I pray for those who keep judging ministry. And I pray for my friends and my enemies. Somebody help me up. Oh. Uh, well, welcome back. That was. Superman from 2018, Prayer Loop Song, off the album's Illuminative. Before that, new music from Helado Negro, Roberto Lara, Sound and Vision, redoing the great Brittany Howard's work. And to start us off, on this theme of Native rights, indigenous sovereignty on terms of the water and protecting our earth. We heard Roberto Fonseca from Cuba Agua off of Yasun 2019 on Mac Avenue Records. And we have, on a little pre-recorded interview, we have with us uh, in the studio a group working for a fossil fee future. We're had some uh, some uh, thoughts and words with Marine Katz of A Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations on the Minnesota three Line 3 Pipeline Resistance. One of three major uh, pipelines trying to build the, or trying to bring the most polluting kind of oil possible, the tar sands oil, mostly um, done from uh, really damaging extractive practices in Alberta, Canada, to places here in the United States to be uh, refined and distributed further. And so we're going to talk more about that. But first, we're going to have a little thank you for one of our sponsors. And we'll come back with that in a moment. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to these guys. This is KXSF LP San Francisco at 102.5 FM. 
Streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM, the frequency uplifted in our house. Thanks to these guys. Support for KXSF comes from Park Plaza Fine Foods, a family-owned and operated grocery store serving San Francisco's Park Merced neighborhood. Park Plaza features an expanded foreign food section along with all your other grocery needs, as well as a popular sandwich deli with a reputation that stretches well beyond their immediate neighborhood. Park Plaza considers their customers family, and that's the way you'll be treated there. Visit Park Plaza Fine Foods at 111 Cambon Drive near San Francisco State University. Thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM. Thank you, Park Plaza Fine Foods. And now, speaking with Maureen Katz of the 1,000 Grandmothers for Future Generations. And we'll just let this roll for a minute. Probably interrupt a little for some other music and announcements. So I'm here today with Maureen Katz of 1,000 Grandmothers for Future Generations, an activist organization based in the Bay Area. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you, Bob. It's really great to be here. Well, I know there's been a bunch of actions and a bunch of media attention, some of late around uh, uh, land rights issues, around fossil fuel um, uh, infrastructure development. Tell me a little bit about the background to the Line 3 fight in Minnesota and how you and your group, the Thousand Grandmothers, got involved. Great. Well, um, thank you very much again for having me and for highlighting about what's happening with Line 3, because like the Keystone XL and like DAPL, the Dakota Access Pipeline, Line 3 is a really critical issue right now in the United States um, and in the world globally for uh, the issue about fossil fuels and the battle for climate change and for trying to protect the Earth. So um, Line 3 right now, the project, is a $2.6 billion project. It's the largest in Enbridge history. Enbridge is a Canadian com uh, company. And um, this is the largest in their history. It's part of the company's mainline pipe system, which uh, takes tar sands, which are the dirtiest fuels that there are, from Alberta, Canada, um, to Superior, uh, to Lake Superior, Washington. Um, in Line 3, it's proposed to go through the heart of Anishinaabe uh, territory, um, which are some of the best lakes and wild rice beds in the world. And I'll come back to that in a minute. But um, while Biden, in a great way, in early January said, OK, we are not going to go with the Keystone XL, and he, and he nixed that, he has not said anything yet about Pipeline 3. Mm. And um, so and in November, the Minnesota governor signed off on saying Enbridge could do um, the building of Pipeline 3. So if I can say one more thing about it, Absolutely. Pipeline 3, what they are saying is that uh, Pipeline 3 is a replacement of, it's a replacement project. But there is a Pipeline 3. There's many pipelines that Enbridge has going through um, uh, that area, 
from Canada coming down into the Great Lakes area. They are not doing a replacement project. They are abandoning the current uh, Pipeline 3, which was installed in the 1950s and has had over 900 leaks, some of them huge. Um, and they're, they're abandoning it and not cleaning it up. And there's no liability that's been made clear for um, Enbridge about that within Minnesota. And they are building a new um, pipeline, but they're calling it a replacement. And it, is a, it will carry twice as much um, oil, uh, tar sands oil, from Alberta, Canada to Superior, Wisconsin. So um, tell me a little bit, so who are the Thousand Grandmothers? And I understand you have connections with uh, Indigenous women leaders there, grandmothers as well. How did you, uh, to first tell me about the group and then a little bit tell me how you got connected with folks there. Well, this is, uh, I'll tell you both those stories um, intertwined. I got involved with the grandmothers in uh, August of 2019 when the climate strike was happening. And... Um, when we uh, closed down the streets in uh, Wall Street, San Francisco, and painted the street and had a number of groups um, be involved in actions for the climate strike weeks, um, also involving Diablo Rising Tide, 350 uh, Bay Area, 350 um, Silicon Valley, um, uh, Youth versus Apocalypse, Idle No More, many, many groups, and the grandmothers were one of them, uh, Extinction Rebellion, but the grandmothers were one of the groups, and so I got involved with them then. They came to be um, to be some years before, uh, in 2016, and they were um, inspired by what was happening in Standing Rock and also by Holly Near's song, Sending the Thousand Grandmothers, which was an anti-war song. And Carol Rothman and Nancy Feinstein, you know, they were captured by the idea that in the song, right, Holly Nicker talks about surrounding the troops um, with a thousand grandmothers for peace. And the idea that they had was we could send in a thousand grandmothers around um, Standing Rock. And um, they came, they thought that they could go. And, um, but they realized that um, their group would need more resources than they would bring. And so they reached out to, uh, there were a dozen people in their living room, uh, in Carol Rothman's living room, I think it was, um, to have this vision about how to do an organization with elder women for climate justice. And they were very clear at the start that they wanted to follow indigenous leadership in terms of climate justice, and they worked with Idle No More, uh, San Francisco Bay, around the Dakota Access Pipeline. So um, what they did is uh, Carol Rothman called a friend, who called a friend, who called one of the grandmothers at Standing Rock, one of the elder indigenous women, and she said, a thousand times we want a thousand grandmothers. And so what the thousand grandmothers here did is they took pictures of themselves and laminated it and they put them on sticks and they raised money. Each grandmother who had a picture of herself raised money and they sent it to weatherize uh, and build a wood stove inside the grandmother's tent at Standing Rock. And the grandmothers, the indigenous grandmothers at Standing Rock, then put the photos of the grandmothers here around the teepee, uh, the grandmother's teepee. So like 30 to 40 um, photographs. And um, that's how that started. Now, with recently with line three, of course, that is very near and dear to the heart of the grandmothers, thousand grandmothers, because it's about climate justice with, um, with the grandmother elders in, indigenous grandmother elders in the um, 
uh, Ashinabe lands, the um, Ojibwe uh, treaty lands. So um, Carol Rothman talked to Penny Opal Plant, who's put her in touch with Winona Duke, who put her in touch with Mary Lyons, and um, we started to do organizing about what they would need for the Line 3 uh, protests. Excellent. So you're, you're traveling there in a week, I understand, to bring some material support. You had an exceedingly successful uh, funding campaign. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're bringing from the Bay Area and what the conditions are on the ground there and, uh, you know, what do people need? Great. Um, so that's a, a really important question. What we are bringing, so we have raised uh, uh, quite a lot of money through a GoFundMe campaign. And... Um, I, I mean, Andrew, feel free to plug that right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, we've closed our GoFundMe campaign uh, okay. at this and are telling people that they should give money directly to honortheearth.org. And we are giving that our money to honortheearth.org, and uh, Winona Duke is overseeing that, um, that fund, and they will decide what, in fact, they need most at, at the moment. So it's, it's somewhat of a changing picture. There's now three camps, three protest camps, and so all run by um, indigenous women. And uh, they are sharing what's, what's necessary at different moments in the struggle. So it's very much fluid on the ground. Um, we're gonna, we sent uh, more than, we sent hundreds of patches that grandmothers here painted that then decorate people's clothing and the camps. We're taking back banners. Um, and uh, we've sent a lot of PPE. We, I haven't have access to a lot of PPE that we've been able to send back to make the camps COVID safe. It's obviously really important with a lot of protesters coming and water protectors that people are safe. Um, I recently sat in on a training that was done by Extinction Rebellion, um, who is sending uh, people from all over for a week of action next week, in two weeks as it, a number of coalitions from around the country, 350 Minnesota, 350 here. Um, the East Point Peace Academy is helping create a space for um, organizations to send groups of people to protest um, the construction, which has already happened. They've already started ripping trees, uh, digging the pipeline through pristine land. And I think I said, right, this is uh, lakes and wild rice beds. And the wild rice beds that they are uh, sending this brand new pipeline, not replacement pipeline through, is both damaging and polluting these fragile waterways. And these, these waterways that have the wild rice, which is called monomine, I hope I pronounced that right, is an essential cultural connection between the land, the wild rice, and, and subsistence gathering, and the Ojibwe worldview. So it's such active destruction, not just for the earth, but for the Ojibwe uh, tribe as well. Um, but I, I got away from what I was saying, which is because I did a, a training that uh, Renee Millard Chacon did out of Denver, who uh, runs uh, works with an organization called Spirit of the Sun. And she talked about the heartbreaking loss of elders now wiped out. Genera a whole generation has been wiped out by COVID. It's one of the many, many ways that, you know, environmental catastrophes hit these communities first, right? Yeah. These are frontline communities. So anyway, we're, um, 
So I'm bringing, we're bringing uh, some of this stuff. We're bringing ourselves to do protest um, in culturally sensitive ways and take leadership from, you know, direction from the leadership in the camps and the indigenous uh, women in the camps. Would you, uh, so people are going there. I understand there's, you know, groups of people going to one of the many camps that have begun to be set up there along the pipeline route. Um, would people... Uh, want to uh, contact the honor the earth.org to that's a great way to to find out how to plug into that kind of activity if they're interested or i certainly they can they can go to the extinction uh, rebellion site mm -hmm. they can go to uh, east point peace academy and write a note saying they're interested in going um that's probably and they can go to 350 minnesota um, which is uh, organizing, so I think it's MN350.org. Um, but those would all those would all be uh, great ways to go. And and you know we really encourage people to do trainings and know the way that they're going, so that you come prepared. You're not more of a burden, but you're actually willing to respond to indigenous leadership. You're willing to be respectful, obviously, of the earth and of the people there. It's a very different kind of situation than Standing Rocket. So it's very complicated in that way. Enbridge is trying to buy off um, the communities around and saying, we're providing all of these jobs. And what has been really clear, and Winona LaDuke talks about this, if you go to line three, um, I think it's stop line three. If you Google it, you will get um, Winona LaDuke uh, giving a uh, talk and description of what's happening there. And it's very clear that uh, the, the idea about building back fossil-free is what is essential. Yeah. And that there are going to be many more jobs by taking apart the old pipeline three, by clearing the land and cleaning it and restoring it, than there will be by creating a new pipeline. You know, there's 1,000 miles um, of tar sands to be carried through and will uh, destroy these lands and aquifers, you know, with the dirtiest... Uh, oil that there is, especially when we're trying to uh, get rid of fossil fuels to create this line is, is just a travesty. So you guys um, have closed your fundraiser and, and uh, remarkably successful as it was. What else can people here do in the Bay Area to support the cause? Um, I think uh, promoting what's happening, reading about it, becoming aware. Um, as I said, if you look online about uh, Pipeline, you know, line three pipeline Enbridge, that's E N B R I D G E. Mm -hmm. um, to educate yourselves, it's uh, really important so that you can start talking about it and people know about it. We did a banner drop. There are different actions that are, are going on. Be really important to call the Minnesota government, the Minnesota state senators, um, and to put political pressure on Biden and on Harris. And I think also on Deborah Havilland, you know, and to say this is really essential. Uh, Biden can stop this. He absolutely a political authority to stop the pipeline. And it needs to happen be before the rivers thaw, because when the rivers thaw in the next month, then they will start, Enbridge will start building underneath the rivers. So they are building on hun along hundreds of miles um, sites of building. So it's really as much as people can put political pressure on um, and uh, create awareness of this.
And we're listening to an interview with Maureen Katz of A Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations about the Line 3 struggle on Ojibwe and Oshinabe territories in Minnesota. Camps set up to resist and a lot of local uh, Bay Area and across the nation support again to try to return these lands to native sovereignty and to try to work that out. We'll have some more words from Maureen and uh, a recording from Winona LaDuke, uh, integral to that struggle and director of honortheearth.org. But uh, first I want to take a minute to do a little plug, as I want to do. And uh, thank you for tuning in. This is, of course, KXSFLP San Francisco, the frequency uplift with some news from a fossil-free future. And a little plug, which will go sort of like this. KXSF not only offers you a variety of dope shows and programming, we also offer a variety of different ways you can support San Francisco Community Radio. See if your employer will match your contribution. Feel no pain and set up a small recurring monthly donation. Give when you shop through Amazon Smile. Or if you run a local business, become an underwriter. For more info, go to kxsf.fm and click on Donate. Thanks from KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. Indeed. So uh, thank you for tuning in and thank you to Maureen Katz for this interview. But I think I want to step back for a minute and just sort of review the, the situation uh, and play this little clip from uh, Winona LaDuke sort of explaining the situation and uh, short minute. Then we'll come back a little bit more to that and some music. And here we go with this. What is line three? A lot of people want to know, and a lot of people don't know. So think of it this way. There are six really old pipelines that they put through in northern Minnesota, shipping diluted tar sands from Alberta to Superior, Wisconsin. And one of those lines is called line three. It has, according to Enbridge, about uh, 900 structural anomalies in it. Structural anomalies are things like small little pinhole leaks, maybe it comes some cracks, and some of those end up to be big problems, like that Kalamazoo spill. That was a structural anomaly. Line three, it's old and it's corroding and it's at the end of its life. It's already had a number of leaks and spills and frankly, it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. There is a likelihood that there is a whole bunch of contamination under the present line. And once that corrodes, our children and grandchildren may one day watch it drain a lake or a wetland or flood a farm field. Fixing these problems is very expensive, so Enbridge wants to abandon the pipeline, walk away, and build a brand new one in a brand new corridor. Enbridge calls this a replacement project. They are replacing Line 3. They are not replacing Line 3. They are putting in a whole new corridor and doubling the size of the line. That is not a replacement. That's a brand new line, and that's what's wrong. So we've got two problems. First, we've got a problem of the proposed new Sandpiper and Line 3 corridor through the heart of our best lakes and wild rice watersheds and through our treaty territories. 
We also have the problem of this old crumbling line that Enbridge wants to abandon. And right now what abandonment means is that they just leave it and walk away. And the company says that they will take care of it, but it is not clear that there is any liability from the Enbridge Corporation. The worst part is that neither the United States government or the state of Minnesota has any plan to deal with it. The good news is, is that the Ojibwe tribes are standing up and a lot of landowners, county commissioners and mayors are getting increasingly concerned about who's gonna be liable for Enbridge's mess. So tell Governor Dayton to tell the state legislator to tell county commissioners that abandonment is not what we want. We want big Canadian energy corporations to clean up their mess and not leave it for all of us. And we feel that they should put hardworking Minnesotans to work doing it. It's time to make a plan, investing in cleaning up and stabilizing our existing infrastructure in building stuff that actually serves people. Miigwech, this is Winona Leduc.
And that was Kesey, I-M-C, K-U-E-S-E, Pawnee Water is Life song featuring the traditional Pawnee singers from 2020's Land Back Planets and the 2020 Moon. This is the Frequency Uplift, talking about the Minnesota Line 3 pipeline resistance, some frontline resistors, words, and uh, support issues coming from the Bay Area. And we're going to return now to part of this interview with Maureen Katz of local uh, group, the Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations. This is uh, returning to some of uh, that discussion that we had earlier this evening. And thanks for tuning in to the Frequency Uplift for Future Generations. That was beautiful to talk about, was the difference of being an ally and being an accomplice to trying to change things. And that an ally is somebody who protects and supports um, BIPOC people. That an accomplice actually takes the next step to actually dismantle the system that is oppressing BIPOC people and destroying the earth. So it's not just about standing up and supporting, but it's actually taking the next step. That's what people are being asked to do with the Line 3 struggle in whatever way people can do it, whether that's locally in environmental justice struggles or that's going if you're able to go back to Line 3 um, and be involved in that, pro uh, that protest about dismantling the system. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, Renee Millard Chacon said that I loved is um, the system isn't broken. It's not that the system needs to be fixed. The system is working exactly the way the system is supposed to work. It just is one that oppresses BIPOC people, oppresses working people, destroys the earth. And so it's a, it's a, a matter of dismantling the system as it's happening. So, Maureen, there's a lot of uh, so there's a lot of struggle going on in local areas. Indigenous leaders and elders have called for people to act, obviously where they are. And I heard that there was actions in Chumash land in Santa Barbara County recently around contested um, land that uh, people there, indigenous uh, leaders, are trying to defend. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you very much for asking about that. So on Thursday morning around 7 a.m., a group of eight land defenders were at the San Marcos Foothill Preserve, which is Chumash land in the San Marcos Foothills, Santa Barbara. It's Santa Barbara's late last native grasslands and it is unceded ancestral homelands of the Chumash people. And so the Chadmar group is developing that land into eight multi-million dollar homes which will forever harm the habitat of monarch butterflies, burrowing owls, hawk species, coyotes, and more. And so there was a protest there. Remarkably, there were a number of white allies who had chained themselves to the equipment and fences. And there were these eight um, indigenous women, young women, who were uh, protesting it. And they were there praying and singing songs. And the sheriff came, the sheriff's people came, and they arrested only the indigenous women. And the white allies said, yelled out and said, what, we're chained to the equipment. You're not going to arrest us. And they completely ignored them. And they brutally arrested these eight brown women, hurting them in the process, injuring them, um, bruises from being handcuffed, cuts and scrapes, and then threw them with no COVID protections in the jail, in the county jail. Um, and it was only through a huge number of phone calls 
to the sheriff and the DA that they were then released, cited and released. And then more phone calls about the brutality that they had experienced um, and the abuse and the charges were then dropped. I understand the protests are ongoing. In down on the Chumashland, absolutely, yeah. to stop the Chadmar group from being able to do that. And again, I think there's, if you go on the website of Idle No More, I think you'll see some links. Also, if you look at the Chumash um, fight against Chadmar, I think if you just Google that, you'll be able to get to a site. They're asking people to both um, pay for legal fees where it's needed for that ongoing struggle, donate to that, and to uh, protest it happening. You know, it's very high profile area. People can call Oprah and tell her, you know, stop this from happening in her backyard. Well, similar things are happening even in, in, as ongoingly in West Berkeley with the development of the, uh, the Lisjan Ohlone shell mound there. And I know they're in legal arguments about in the California Supreme Court now about protecting that. So it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it, in our backyard that they want to have more uh, commercial uh, chains and are willing to completely ignore what's happening in terms of the sacred land of the Shell Mound. So I don't know more, Segorite Land Trust, um, a number of groups are very involved in doing that. They lost a court battle, but it's not the final court battle. And that also, people in the Bay Area should absolutely um, be involved in support for that and come out for those struggles as well. They did a beautiful mural uh, last week, um, street mural. Um, for the for the shell mound yeah well again uh thank you we've been talking to marine cats of a thousand grandmothers for future generations say that people can do there is a movie okay. that was made actually several years ago by jan hawken the nonprofit um movie that she did called ne necessity and you can get it online by going to necessity the movie that is about the pipeline three struggle mm -hmm. okay. and it's about the need to take action and that it's if the action you take does less harm than the harm that you're stopping by taking the action, then it's a legal defense. And it's a wonderful movie. People should take a look at it. It's also being used as a fundraiser for Honor the Earth and the work on Pipeline 3. If you go online, it's, it's through Vimeo, I believe, but if you go online and you Google Necessity, the movie, you'll get the link to it, and it's quite wonderful. And there have been a number of fundraisers uh, with panels of the indigenous leaders, the women leaders on the different in the different camps with okay. the movie and so if you go to the site of the movie necessity.org you can um the movie.org you should be able to get a hold of all of that the other thing i wanted to just say um is that that in this training one of the things they brought up was the other thing i wanted to just say this information and thank you as a system as it's happening well, thank you so much for this information, and thank you for coming through on Frequency Uplift. Uh, again, this is Maureen Katz of A Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations about the Line 3 struggle, the, direct, the, the Dakota Access Pipeline struggle um, that they are intervening with and supporting Indigenous leaders and elders on the ground in Minnesota. Thank you for your work. Thank you. And that was uh, the beginning and the end of an interview with um, Maureen Katz of A Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations, talking about the Line 3 resistance, the uh, one of three uh, continuing pipelines, 
really. Uh, KXL has been dealt with by executive order, but there is still a lot of work to be done uh, for um, sovereignty, for land back, for um, preventing uh, and building, preventing, you know, climate apocalypse, really. And and coming back the, the, that uh, that the uh, tar sands fuel cycle represents, but of course also building back fossil free, um, you can again check out the um, resistance and how to support at honortheearth.org uh, and any number of other local sites. Um, check out the support for the Segorate Land Trust in the Lisgen Ohlone, uh, Karkin Ohlone territories uh, at the East Bay, as well as um, the West Berkeley Shell Mound struggle. There is a lot that we can do. And I thank you for listening. And we will uh, come back with some more powerful music in struggle. And maybe that A Thousand Grandmothers song, cause, because. But first... Strong from salt.
Wondering if you're next in line for the COVID-19 vaccine? While vaccine supplies are limited across the state, you can register to receive COVID-19 vaccine information or sign up for an appointment if you are near San Francisco, Los Angeles, or San Diego. To learn more, go to our website and click on KXSFX or check out myturn.ca.gov. And thank you for tuning in to Frequency Uplift. We are going to say a little more thank yous and then back to some music for change. But first, got to do our due props to our underwriters and supporters. And thanks to these guys. Support for KXSF comes from The Strand Salon, located at 409 Locust Street in San Francisco's Laurel Heights neighborhood. The Strand is a full-service hair salon specializing in Aveda color and products staffed by independent stylists who believe that independent radio is key to keeping San Francisco culture alive and thriving. Visit their website at thestrandsalon.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. As is appropriate, just a little tower of power for you.
And it is about 11 o'clock, close to midnight, only so much time left, but it is KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Live on diary. And time for some new. Manu Chao.
Live on direct. Live on direct.
KXSF LP San Francisco
Support for KXSF comes from The Willows, a south-of-market gastropub with a seasonal cocktail list and a rotating choice of craft brews on tap. Located at 1582 Folsom at 12th, come by for socially distanced drinks and burgers or order takeout or delivery at thewillowssf.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio, KXSF 102.5 FM. Indeed, thank you all out there for supporting San Francisco Community Radio's KXSFLP San Francisco. That's where you're at, 102.5 FM. Streaming the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. Thanks for tuning in. We were blessed and honored to discuss the Line 3 resistance struggles in unceded and traditional treaty territories of the Ojibwe and Ashinaabe people in Minnesota fighting the importation of tar sands through their lands. Massive legal and political and civil disobedience struggles underway as we speak. And we spoke with Maureen Katz, representative of a thousand grandmothers for future generations who have been providing lots of material assistance and direct action support. Those women can shut down a street, let me tell you. And so we heard from Maureen Katz about the struggles and about what's coming up there. You can check out some of that information at stopline3.org or at honorearth.org. And uh, yeah, please check that out. What we heard, though, was just some great music for change. A Tribe Called Red in the guise of the hallucination with the light featuring uh, Colombia's Lido Pimienta from uh, 2016's We Are the Hallucination with a space between the I and the N. Before that, uh, Puerto Rico and Albany, New York's Taina Asili Resiliencia from the title track of that album, 2019, self-produced. And before that, new-ish music. I remember, I think it was the end of December, sometime in there, from Manu Chao and Barcelona's Chal Art 58, Todo Ilegara, everything's going to come. Maybe with a little push, a little struggle, but here you go. And uh, that brought us back to the top hour. We were hearing, of course, Oakland's Power of Power, only so much oil in the ground, indeed. This is the theme. So on with the music, why not? It isn't the end, but this is some great music from uh, a new UK, pro- well, not quite new, but uh, a new music from the Rhythm Spirit Project. This is the end, but not because we're going on.
to the prisons we'll invite them most violent souls will weep when a thousand women hold them strong and pray their souls to keep and pray their souls to keep let them rock the few who steal the most and rule with youthful charms so they'll see the damage that they do and they'll fall into grandma's arms two thousand loving arms if you think these women are too soft to face the world at hand then you've never known the power of love and you fail to understand an old woman holds a powerful force when she no longer needs to please she can cut your shallow life to bits and bring you to your knees we best get down on our knees and pray for a thousand grandmothers will you Please come volunteer. No longer tucked deep out of sight, will you bring your power here? Will you bring your power here? You know, sometimes we're not prepared for adversity. And that was, as promised, A Thousand Grandmothers, Emma's Revolution with Holly Near, the originator of the song A Thousand Grandmothers and of the group that we interviewed, Marine Cats of A Thousand Grandmothers for future generations and the support of and uh, sustenance for the Line 3 and Dakota Access Pipeline struggles ongoing now in the north, in the dead of winter, trying to stop this building through all means necessary. In fact, to stop a climate apocalypse and to build back fossil free. So, of course, anyway, that was Emma's revolution from back in 2011. Their, their uh, collaboration with Holly Near, we came to sing uh, before that, Bacha Levine, her We Rise off of Karov on 2020's Rising Song Records. Before that, out of Bristol, UK, that was the Ink Project, an interesting uh, group uh, fronted by Jez Lloyd, collaborating with vocalist Corey Sen. We heard Fifi Wrong on that one, uh, the track, The End. And uh, not quite the end. On Rhythm Spirit, 2021's Blind Color uh, label release. I think we'll get into some more new music as well. But I uh, wanted to. Let's see. What did I want to do? I just wanted to thank you all for tuning in. And. Do a little 
plugging one more time because I have to and because it is that time of the hour. I'm going to go back into, I think, Cannonball Adderley. Moving into more of a jazz mode. Good new music, amazing new music, in fact, from Angel Batuid out of Chicago. But this first. How much do you spend a month on beer? Coffee? Hand sanitizer? How about you buy KXSF a virtual beer or coffee each month by becoming a recurring donor to San Francisco Community Radio? It's a painless way to give, and you won't even miss that monthly 20-plus bucks. To find out how you can set up a recurring donation, go to kxsf.fm and click on Donate. Thanks from KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco, and keep on buying that hand sanitizer. Sometimes we're not prepared for adversity. When it happens, sometimes we're caught short. We don't know exactly how to handle it when it comes up. Sometimes we don't know just what to do when adversity takes over. <laughs> and uh, I have advice for all of us. I got it from our pianist, Joe Zabinu, who wrote this tune. And it sounds like what you're supposed to say when you have that kind of problem. It's called mercy, mercy, mercy.
Merci, merci, merci. Thank you.
that one. Yeah. Mm. That was the forever momentary space. That was the momentary space. Yeah. Yeah, I hope y'all don't cut the cicadas out. That ending, ooh, they sounded good. How it sound, Alex? Welcome back. This is the Frequency Uplift here at KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. That was Masego and the Bonfire, Mercy, Mercy Me, from uh, 2020, a single release. Before that, new music and excited for the full release. This is a pre-release single from Chicago's Damon Locks and the Black Monument Ensemble, now, forever momentary space on International Anthem. I believe this is due to be released April 9th, 2021. Players, of course, Angel Bat Dawid on clarinet, Ben Lamar Gay, 
cornet and melodica, Dana Hall drums, Damon Locks, samples, electronics, Art Smith percussion. It's going to be, you know, the last one was amazing. This is bound to be two. So that was Damon Locks Black Monument Ensemble, now forever momentary space. And at the beginning of that last set, Cannonball Adderley and a jazz profile, a live version of Mercy, Mercy, Mercy by, uh, as he said, his pianist, Joe Zawanul. Want to thank again our guest tonight from A Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations, Maureen Katz, laying it down about the resistance to the Minnesota, Minnesota's Line 3 pipeline, as well as the Dakota Access Pipeline and other land back indigenous sovereignty issues uh, throughout America as we confront a new era and going to make that new era. In any event, we thank those folks. We thank Winona LaDuke for those words of wisdom, brief explanation of the Minnesota and Line 3 pipeline resistance. And as always, we here at KXSFLP San Francisco, meant to do this at the top, but do it now, are broadcasting from unceded Ramaytush Ohlone territory, the village once of Yalamu. Thank you for tuning in to KXSFLP San Francisco. And I want to uh, let you know about some cool stuff coming up. As always, we've been doing some amazing, amazing um, sessions, you know, distanced filming. Um, well, do you need a good laugh? And who doesn't? KXSF is holding its first ever comedy benefit stream on this coming Saturday. Just less than a week. Uh, Saturday, March 6th at 6 p.m., Seven Dirty Words is an R-rated riot featuring six Bay Area comics filmed live and bringing their very best funny. Get tickets by going to kxsf.fm, clicking on Seven Dirty Words and donating $10 or more. That's Saturday, March 6th at 6 p.m. We'll see you then. And hopefully laughing and getting some of that good, good chuckle on. As I said... New music from Mr. Damon Locks with his oft collaborator, Angel Bat Dawid. She also is releasing new stuff as well. A really interesting and kind of intense live set from her European tour just before COVID. This is a track from that. Melodies from Heaven Live. A little live action. Close out the night. Here at the Frequency Uplift. KXSFLP, San Francisco.
And that was Angel Bat Dawid and the Brotherhood from Live in Berlin. The track, well, the album live, Melodies from Heaven. And uh, we have some other thanks to do before we start to crawl out of here. I want to thank again our uh, guests from a thousand grandmothers for future generations. Marine Cat's in the house, or virtually in the house. And uh, check out that action and those causes at stopline3.org, as well as honorearth.org. And now I have one more farewell thank you and a short song to say goodnight. Support for KXSF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street. Visit them online at rainbow.coop. KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. From Athens, Greece, new music from the moderator. This is Unspoken. Thanks for tuning in to the Frequency Uplift. Honor Earth, stand up, and build a fossil-free future. Good night. Ya lo nuestro ha terminado Ya no me hables más a mí No me llames a mi casa No tenemos de qué hablar It's 12 midnight. This is KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Streaming the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM, the frequency uplift for one more night. Honor Earth. Stand up for change. Good night. Good night.